I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is the Book Boyfriend, Boyfriend Project. Today is our long overdue review of the Spanish Love Deception. This book has been popular for probably like what, a solid year now? Probably. At least-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been all over TikTok, all over Bookstagram, but some for some reason we haven't read it yet. I think I was going to read it, but that was when um like just before we started to make our review list so i decided to avoid it so we could review it um but today we're gonna review it so let's start out with the synopsis since that's kind of what we decided to do with reviews um it is by elena armas and it was technically released um, February 23rd of 2021, so mm-hmm. it's been out for almost a year now. Um, and it is on Kindle Unlimited. Just it is. FYI. Wait. No, I don't think it is anymore. I think it they was. Took it off? I think they took it off. Oh, okay. Let's double check. Let me double check that really quick. Because I think I wanted to read this, like, reread. Read, read. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't really, like the narrator at first i loved the narrator that was one of my favorite parts of the she book. grew on me nope it's no longer on kindle unlimited oh okay but it is on scribd if you do have scribd which is our newest obsession yep um it's kind of like kindle unlimited it is ten dollars a month or you can buy an annual subscription for 85 dollars. we are not being sponsored unfortunately no um but we love it all the same mm-hmm. it's got and tons and tons of audiobooks on it. it has ebooks on there too but you can't have them delivered to your kindle mm-hmm. you have to read them in the app so that's the one downside that i've found so far yeah it's like a hoopla situation yeah um so back to the spanish love deception it says a wedding a trip to spain the most infuriating man and three days of pretending Or in other words, a plan that will never work. (laughs) Catalina Martin, finally not single. Her family is happy to announce that she'll bring her American boyfriend to her sister's wedding. Everyone is invited to come and witness the most magical event of the year. That would certainly be tomorrow's headline in the local newspaper of the small Spanish town I came from. Or the epitaph on my tombstone seeing the turn my life had taken in the span of a phone call. Four weeks wasn't a lot of time to find someone willing to cross the Atlantic from NYC and all the way to Spain for a wedding, let alone someone eager to play along my charade. But that didn't mean I was desperate enough to bring the six-foot-four blue-eyed pain in my ass standing before me. Aaron Blackford, the man whose main occupation was making my blood boil, had just offered himself to be my date. Right after inserting his nose in my business, calling me delusional and calling himself my best option. See, outrageous, aggravating, blood boiling, and much to my total despair, also right, (laughs) which left me with a surly and extra large dilemma on my hands. Was it worth the suffering to bring my colleague and bane of my existence as my fake boyfriend to my sister's wedding? Or was I better off coming clean and facing the consequences of my panic-induced lie? (laughs) Like my abuela would say, que Dios nos pile confesados. I don't know what that means. Someone who speaks more than two years of high school Spanish, please inform me. Yes. Um, The Spanish Love Deception is an enemies to lovers, fake dating, romantic comedy. 
perfect for those looking for a steamy, slow burn romance with the sweetest happily ever after. This book was delightful. It was so freaking cute. Okay. First thoughts. What's your rating? Um, I believe, I believe I gave this a four out of five. I did too. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like I've been feeling a little bit meh, well, before I read this book, um, a little meh about enemies to lovers and contemporary romance. Like, I was just kind of over it. I felt like every story was the same, but this one, like, reignited my love for it. Nice. Um, so, spice rating. Um, like... Maybe a three, like a two and a half or a three. I'm not going to lie, you guys. It's been about a month since I read this book. We were supposed to record it, um, but things happened. Things happened. I didn't finish it. Yeah. So it's been a little while, but I feel like like it had some good sex scenes, but like there wasn't an overabundance of sex and we didn't clarify our spice scale like we were supposed to between this episode and the last episode. Um, If you guys missed that whole debate, like Jess and I read... Our reading interests overlap, but we're not always reading the same books, and so her spice scale is usually very different from my spice scale, so we were supposed to standardize it, but, like, for what we're recording today, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I think after we finish recording today, we need to take a hard look at our books that we've read in the past year or so and mm-hmm. decide what a five rated book is for us yeah and then we need to spend some time reading that book over the next two weeks i would agree so i think that is an after recording project today agreed so, so what was your spice rating minus minus about a two two and a half yeah maybe a three yeah like it, it was good it was there it was definitely slow burn like um, and the scenes to me it doesn't like, the amount of sex or having sex on the page isn't as much an indicator of, like, how much chemistry there is in the sex. Mm-hmm. Like, because it can be there and it not be good and yeah. I still give it a one. Yeah. And they're having sex every other chapter. Yeah. I will still give that a one. <laughs> like, it has to be good. Yeah. For it to actually make it up the spice scale. Yeah. And I feel like this was good sex in this book. So. There was good sexual tension, good, like, mm -hmm. build up. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was written really well. So while it wasn't kinky enough to get past a three. Yeah. For me. It was still pretty good. Yeah. I would agree. Um. So our main characters are Lena or Catalina. Mm -hmm. Her best friend Rosie or Rosalind Graham. There's actually a second book coming out, I think, in the next, like, year. There is? About Rosalind. Or Rosalind. I didn't know that. I'm really excited. There's a second book coming out about Rosalind. And then Erin Blackford is (sighs) the main love interest. Um, Then some side characters are Jeff. Which is Aaron and Lena's boss. We hate him. Um, They work at, like, an engineering tech problem-solving kind of firm. It sounded like a product design firm to me. I I I don't don't know. I don't know. That was my best guess. But basically, Lena and Aaron are coworkers, Mm -hmm. and they are the heads of teams that they work with. Mm -hmm. And then there's Gerald, who is another team leader. And then there is Isabel, 
which is Lena's sister and the bride. And then there is Daniel, which is the groom's brother and best man and Lena's first love and ex-boyfriend. Yes. So those are our main characters that we need to keep track of. Yes. And of course, we'll elaborate them as we go into the plot. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to dive into it? Yes. Okay. So, obviously, Lena needs a date for her cousin's wedding, and she's mistakenly told her mother that she had a boyfriend and would be bringing him to the wedding, except this boyfriend is non-existent. So, she's lamenting this very fact with Rosie at lunch at work, when who sidles up the table but Aaron Blackford? And for, like, the first, I swear, like, 30 pages of this book, she only refers to him as Aaron Blackford, his entire name. And I just, I love it so much. (laughs) I thought it was so funny. I didn't even pick up on that fact, but you're right. And then towards the middle of the book, she starts cattily calling him Mr. Blackford. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, it becomes Mr. Blackford. And like a, like a, like a cheeky, (laughs) (laughs) so just the different ways that she says his name. I definitely think after I got used to the narrator. Mm Mm-hmm. Listening to it as an audiobook was just super, super fun. Mm-hmm. But there was that, like, initial, like, eh. Yeah. But I was also in the middle of a fantasy book when I started reading it. See, that's the problem. So, like, I feel like if you're in the middle of a book when we have to, like, stop reading that book to actually read our podcast reviews books, that's when it gets to be, like, tedious and annoying to me yeah i would agree i feel like that would be the one drawback of doing a podcast guys is like you know having a recording schedule and then you have to interrupt your current reading flow yeah Yeah. um but so you know they are chatting in the lounge room Mm -hmm. aaron enters he offers to be her date Mm -hmm. she says no and then they have a very catty childish argument where they're like bringing Rosie into this like Rosie tell Aaron this and Lena and then Aaron's like will you tell Lena this (laughs) and Rosie's like actually playing along with it and if I was her I'd have been like no yo I'm out no figure your shit out classic rom-com gold right um so some information that we eventually learn that I think is just important to note for their relationship dynamic here is that Aaron starts at the company about two years before this book begins. And within that first week, Lena brings him, like, a fruit welcome basket type thing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a day later, she overhears him having a conversation with Jeff, where he basically says that she's a young, inexperienced girl and he refuses to work with her. Mm -hmm. So that is why Lena is, like hardcore against Aaron. Yes. And Aaron has never done anything to disprove this belief or give her a different impression on how he felt about her. He's not, like, warm, fuzzy, friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a Monday meeting every week, and apparently she was late once to this Monday meeting. And every time Aaron sees her, his parting, like, jab is, don't be late to Monday's meeting. Yeah. Like, remember we have a meeting. Yeah. And I feel like he thinks it's, like, cute and funny. Not in, like, a douchey way and just, like, a he doesn't understand that that's not her humor kind of way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just not a good situation. So, at one of these Monday morning meetings, following into that, 
Um, Lena gets a huge project dumped on her. She has to create this like twelve hour extravaganza day for their clients. It's or not even twelve. It's like eighteen. It's ridiculous. But basically, she only gets it dumped on her because she's the only female she's the only woman. Yeah. So, in Lena's work life right now, um, two of her teams. Like, two of her team members are out for being pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, she is dealing with all of their responsibilities on top of her own responsibilities. Um, she's never planned a work event like this before. And she's in the process of also trying to hire replacements mm-hmm. for those, like, maternity leave women. Mm-hmm. Um. She's got a lot of stuff on her plate right now, and she gets the product on her, and she's like, I've really got a lot going on. The guy's like, it needs your, he doesn't say this exactly, but it's like, it needs your feminine touch. I just wanted to, like, barf all over him. Yeah, I think- Jeff. That's why we hate him. Jeff wasn't even in this meeting. It was Gerald that said that. Oh, that was Gerald? It was Gerald. Jeff isn't even in this meeting. It's like, (sighs) someone else was taking the lead, like his secretary or something, and Mm -hmm. like- what I'm remembering in my head and he like says Jeff really wants you to take on this project he thinks it'll thinks it'll be a good learning experience for you and then Gerald pipes in and he's like yeah quit whining you're a woman isn't this right up your alley and like even if it was the fact that she has to do all of it when it could be easily spread amongst all of the team leaders yeah boils my blood Or even if it was like, okay, Lena, you're taking head on this. Let's game plan how we're going to delegate everything Mm -hmm. and you be in charge of delegating. Yeah. That would be an entirely different situation than what happens. Yes. Disgusted. So, Um, obviously, Lena is having the worst day ever. And Erin gives her a ride home and offers to help her with the event on the ride home. He's like, you know what? My last company, I planned some events like this. Let me give you some ideas. Let me give you some guidance. So this is our first little sparkle of, like, Erin that's not a douchebag. Which is, like, adorable. It really is. Um, so on this ride home as well, when they uh, get to his place... He men- he brings up, like, the fact again, and he's like, you know what? What if, what if I'm just, like, your date to the wedding? And she's like, no, like, what would you even get out of it? And he's like, you know what? I also have a prior commitment, um, and you can just be my fake date to that as well. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so he's like, yep, I will pick you up at 7 p.m., and you tomorrow. just tomorrow and wear an evening gown. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Lena's freaking out over what to wear. <laughs> and of course, she doesn't have his number. Okay, let's be clear about this. So there was a team leader meeting where everyone shared their personal cell phone numbers, and she specifically did not write down his number. To re- write down his number. <laughs> so obviously, Aaron thinks she has his number so he didn't give her his number and she didn't have his number because obviously she refused to write it down but Aaron had her number so he like she's like you know I don't fucking know what to do and she's trying to email him yeah she's trying to determine what level of formal the dress needs to be and she sends him this very formal email (laughs) asking for some more information and he texts her and he's like what I'll be there an hour early yeah like, I will be there at 6. Yeah. So, 
this is at like five o'clock that she gets this text mm-hmm. and she's like well shit my apartment's a mess she lives in a studio mm-hmm. so i'm imagining this as she just has clothes flung everywhere oh yeah like a woman before going on a first date and i'm just like mm, girl you're a little too nervous for this to be like completely enemies mm-hmm. um so she spends the next hour cleaning and she for some reason has like a winter robe on um if you don't know what that is basically if you are a woman that wears robes a lot you have two robes you have like a thinner summer robe for when it's really hot and you have like a winter robe which is like nice thick very cozy Mm -hmm. um so she's wearing her winter robe even though in my mind it is like summertime but she wants the added comfort it's like october in my mind i don't know why i don't i don't know I just remember her saying it was too hot to be wearing that robe. Yeah. Um, so she answers the door. He comes in. He's like, well, why aren't you dressed? And she's like, I asked you a question about what I was supposed to wear. He's like, wear a formal gown. She's like, okay. But like, what kind of formal gown? Because he's given her no yes. response as to what this is. Um, so he, you know, finally tells her that they are going to a charity event. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's all we get. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. And she's like, no, 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 I need more. Yeah. Of course he's a man. Like, he doesn't have more. Uh, so. She reluctantly gets dressed. Um, and they finally leave. And on the way there, he reveals that it is a charity bachelor auction. And he is going to be auctioned off. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to support animal charities in yes. New York. Which, before this, we thought Aaron Blackford had a black heart, so. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. So, he also reveals that it is her job to make sure she wins him in the auction, and he will be providing the funds for this donation. Yes. Um, Once we get to the charity event, we learn that he was previously in football. Mm -hmm. He was in a during college, and then we meet one of his teammates – and that was an interesting one. Yes. And Blackford, a whole new side came out. Mm-hmm. And it's hinted at by this teammate that his father was his coach and they have had a falling out. And then that one of his parents is in kind of bad health. Mm-hmm. Aaron's parents, not the teammate's parents. Right. Um, so it's also kind of talked about that this teammate previously had a bad relationship with his father and has since made up and his father will also be participating in the auction he's such a sweet old man it's adorable (laughs) so uh, we get into the auction itself and of course uh, it's also hinted at that like aaron was a highly sought after candidate last year which i'm assuming is why he brought lena because things got a little crazy Mm -hmm. um we don't know like what the real situation was no it's just hinted at Mm -hmm. um but the teammate's father comes up and like no one is auctioning at first so lena (laughs) bids on him in a panic with aaron's money (laughs) 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 to be nice but then the auctioneer, like, starts describing that he has his own boat. And then, of course, the other old rich ladies raise their paddles. <laughs> yep. And then, like, her and Aaron are having, like, a silent conversation with their eyes. And Lena, like, throws her hands up in exasperation <laughs> and bids on the father again. Yeah. yeah. After she'd already given him away to someone else. 
Um, but then someone else like glares at her and bids. Yeah. And Lena's saved. And so then she like sits on her hands. <laughs> She's like, I can't accidentally bid on someone again. That would be us at Knox. We would get bored halfway through and start talking and using our hands. And before we, we know it, just like, we spending $5,000 because yeah. we'd be talking together. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like we're in a bidding war with yep. each other, but we're just talking. <laughs> We don't have a boat, this weird statue. And then we'd be like, well, how are we going to pay for all this? I don't know. <laughs> so we have to escape out of back door. <laughs> yes. Anyways, so the competition is incredibly steep for Aaron. All these women are bidding on him. It is, it is rough. Lena eventually does win. And Aaron reveals that he has to take the winning bidder on a date. And he's like, usually I take the women that win to the animal shelter with me and we just volunteer there for a day. But apparently his date last year had a big issue with that. And was very pissy, which like, how can you go to a bachelor auction that is supposed to help and the proceeds go to an animal shelter and then be pissed when your date is going to volunteer at said animal shelters? Yeah. I, she just sounded like, I imagine this, like, old, bitter woman. I just imagine this woman who's, like, yeah, I am super awesome. Like, you know, I did this for charity, and I'm, like, a real friend of the animals. While she's wearing a fur coat. Yeah. (laughs) Like, while she was wearing a fur coat. That's fair. That's fair. Um, So, it's at this point where Lena's, like, well, do we have to actually go on the date? And he's, like. I don't know, and she's like, well, maybe we should, so we don't, like, ruin the rules of the auction or break She's, like, very concerned (laughs) about the rules of this auction, and she doesn't want anyone to, like, disqualify him or something or, like, make the money disqualified because they didn't adhere to the rules of the auction. Well, this, in my mind, is, like, Lena, like, slowly opening up to him, and also I feel like she doesn't want to jeopardize anything with his date so he doesn't jeopardize anything with her date yeah that's true um so that was on a saturday mm-hmm. and then it's just they have like a weird moment and aaron like retreats into himself like he's like laughing at the auction and everything else and then she's like kind of opening up and they're kind of having a moment and then he like shuts it down mm-hmm. and he's like I never wanted to be friends with you, Lena. And she gets really sad about this. She's so sweet. And he's such a brat. <laughs> yep. Um. So she's, like, down in the dumps all weekend. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the Monday meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's announced that Aaron is being promoted. And she's completely blindsided. And yes. he's going to be her new boss. And now we get heavy heavy hinting Mm -hmm. that her previous relationship was one where her the male or daniel was in a position of authority Mm -hmm. over her Mm -hmm. and that obviously the slut shaming came about yes with it and she is not going to risk that again yes and you know kind of bails on this and he's like you know what we will talk about this again later and then he disappears for like a week and a half two weeks yes so during this time lena is trying to slim down and i say that with quotation marks because she's just decided to stop eating or not eating a whole lot um before the wedding so she's at work she's been working so so hard to put together this event before she goes on vacation Mm -hmm. and she literally passes out and probably like blacks out because she hasn't had enough to eat 
So, Meanwhile, it's like nine o'clock. Yeah. So like, like she's at work at nine o'clock. The office is completely dead and she passes out and she all her entire thought process is I just need to get to the water fountain. I just need to drink more water. Girlfriend. And then she passes out. Yeah. And it's like, um, no, you that's unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Aaron finds her, and a fireman carries her into an office with a couch and gives her... Not anyone's office. Jeff's, Jeff's office. office. Well, soon to be his office. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, and gives her a homemade granola bar that he just pulls out of his pocket. And it's I'm like, pretty sure this is the moment when Sydney falls in love with him. It because is. she loves when people just have homemade treats. <laughs> yeah. You just... You gotta feed me. And that's the way to my heart. Yep. So he scolds her for not eating and says he haven't hasn't seen her pull a pastry out of her pocket in weeks. Apparently this is like a regular occurrence and Lena is now my hero. <laughs> I would love to pull pastries out of my pockets at random. Um yeah, I pull chocolate out of my pockets at random at work. <laughs> yeah. Like someone will come over to my desk and I'll just randomly be eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, like, sometime this week, I had chips and guac left over from my lunch, so I was just eating it for, like, an hour after lunch. Yeah, of course. So. Work is a munchy time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so, of course, Aaron insists on driving her home, and he stops on the way to this great fish taco place, and he's like, we're gonna get tacos, I need to see you eat again. Lena passes out in the car on the way to dinner, and after listening to her phone ring four times, Aaron decides to pick her phone up, and Lena is, like, half asleep when she can hear him talking to someone, and she's very confused until the end where there's something about, like, a meal choice at a wedding, and it turns out that it was Lena's sister, and now she, of course, has to take Aaron because he's just revealed that he is her wedding date slash boyfriend. Mm-hmm previously she had been on the phone with her mother when Aaron walked in and Lena had said Aaron's name. So they already knew that her quote unquote boyfriend's name was Aaron. Mm -hmm. Um, And the main reason that Lena's sister was calling so frantically is that Lena sent her a very random text when she was not able to see properly when she was on her way to the water fountain earlier. Yeah. Um, it's like three in the morning in Spain or something like this. Yeah. Very, very early. So Isabel is completely freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple days later, Lena runs into Erin at her favorite cafe slash bakery place. This might be my favorite, favorite scene of the whole book. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. So she's just like casually ordering a coffee and two cinnamon rolls. And then Aaron comes in and he's like, here, like I will just pay for your like coffee and stuff and she's like okay fine like I'm not letting you pay for it I can pay for myself Mm -hmm. and then he continuously is very much like I'm paying for it I'm paying for it and she's like okay fine (laughs) can I get one of everything no no and a couple and a couple of those things and a couple of those things because they're my favorite (laughs) oh just to spite him and then Aaron's like you're gonna share right and she's like no no, I'm not sharing. No, no, no. Absolutely freaking not. And all I could imagine was doing this antagonistically and then it just sitting on my kitchen table for the next week and going moldy. No, I would spite eat it in the next two days. See, I would spite eat a bite out of everything and then I would like package it up and then it would just sit on my kitchen table. That cupcake you gave me from Costco is still sitting on my kitchen table from like that's a month ago. Yeah, bad. see, that's... 
that's what happens with my baked goods. I will eat a little bit of them and then they just go bad. Because, mm. yep. like, I only want them at that exact moment and then I'm done. I get that way too sometimes. Like, especially with cookies or brownies, I really only want them for, like, the first two days and then I'm kind of done. So I've just, like... Lately, I've been making either half batches or I put half of the batter or the dough in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So then I don't make too much more than I'm going to eat while it's fresh. Yeah, I need to do that more often. So the next day, um, Lena and Aaron have decided to meet at the airport. And of course, Aaron's like, don't be late. And Lena's like, I won't be. So of course, she arrives at the airport like, half an hour earlier than the time that they expected to meet. And she waits, like, ten minutes and then starts having a panic attack that Mm -hmm. Aaron has changed his mind and isn't going to be there because he's never late. He's always on early. Mm -hmm. So she was going to be early. And then, you know, and when he gets there, she surprises him with a hug. And he's like, dude, what the hell? (laughs) I said I'd be here. Like, you actually thought I wouldn't come. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he has this moment of, like, wonder that she's, like, hugging him because she's never hugged him. Mm -hmm. Like, she hugs everyone else, apparently, but never him. So, it's just, like, a very heartfelt moment. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Aaron bought a first class ticket. And so, he insists on upgrading her seat to first class. Mm -hmm. Um, They spend the flight going over details of Lena's family and personal details details about himself and Lena's like not wanting to rest at all I don't know how long a plane ride is from Spain to New York or whatever but in my head it's at least 12 to 15 hours I don't know how long flights are supposed to take um I feel as far as I know it's like a non-stop flight but also it's just over the Atlantic Ocean so like I don't eight hours and 25 minutes yeah so apparently it's a long flight but like it's not that bad yeah so he's like wanting to take a nap and she's like no we have to go over this and he's like lena we've been going over this for three times already like i got it Mm -hmm. so then they arrive in spain and lena is surprised to find that aaron knows spanish enough to introduce himself and greet them in spanish Mm -hmm. and i'm like how has this never come up? Yes. He, well, to my understanding, he just took, like, a crash course in Spanish over the past couple weeks since they've put this plan in motion. Like, just he so... just, like, downloaded Duolingo yeah. or something yeah. and has been learning Spanish for this moment. And Casually. I'm, like, Casually. that's so adorable. How did you not know he was in love with you at that point? Like, how do you, how do you not yeah. comprehend the amount of effort that this man is putting in for you? Yes. So they greet her parents, and her parents take them to a small apartment that Lena's parents rent out to tourists. There are two rooms, one with a queen bed and one with a twin. And after everyone leaves, Lena reveals that she plans to sleep in the queen until she realizes that Aaron will never fit in the twin. While trying to prove that he absolutely will fit in the twin, Aaron breaks breaks the bed. (laughs) It breaks. Breaks the bed. And of course, at that point, Lena's most notorious gossipy cousin, Charo, uh, comes in and is like, oh, you broke the bed. Ha ha ha. I won't tell anyone. Except, of course, she's going to tell everyone. And see, in my head, based on things we learn later, I was expecting Charo to be, like, Lena's age. But later we learn she's actually, like, Lena's mother's cousin. Yeah. And they're, like, second cousins because she has a daughter that's actually Lena's age. Yeah. Um, 
which like surprised the shit out of me mm-hmm. when we got to that part of the book. I was like, wait, no. Yeah. Charo's a slush, sassy redhead. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining her like very pixie like. Like she is like ageless in my mind. And then she's like 50. Nope, she's actually like 50. And I'm yeah. like, wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but Charo is going to be staying with them, and Lena did not expect that. So here enters the one bed trope. So we have enemies to lovers. We have fake dating. We now have the one bed trope. Mm-hmm. And it's got all the makings of a great rom com. It does. It really does. I will say, though, I feel like we didn't mention this when we initially talked about the book. The first maybe 20% is kind of slow. It's very annoying because, yeah. like, you just have her constantly telling Aaron no, and then you have the misogyny of, like, that one meeting, mm-hmm. and that's, like, so the first 20 minutes, and, like, her workplace just sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, so it – that's the main reason it took me so long to, like, finish this book because I'm, yeah. like, I can't get past it. Yes. And she's, like, no, no, you have to get past it. it like, it so gets so better. much better. Yeah. And – me being the fantasy reader that I am and rom-coms not being my jam, it took me a bit yeah. to get into it. Which is fair. So huh. the so. next day arrives, or maybe it's later that day, I can't remember. Um, and the wedding games are taking place, which is a joint bachelor and bachelorette party um that is being thrown at girls against boys style. So I'm very intrigued by this, and I love this idea so, so much, except that I'm not what? physical at all. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, so I want it to be, like, movie trivia instead of, like, yeah, physical things. But I love the whole, like, boys against girls and just having, like, a board game night or, oh like... Oh, my God, that sounds like so much fun. Or, like, having a Mario Kart or, like, mm-hmm. just, like... A random mishmash of games and that being my bachelor par- party that'd be like great i'll take some notes we'll get some good wine we'll go rent like a gorgeous house with a bigger table than what we have mm-hmm. maybe we'll have bigger tables by then unlikely <laughs> yeah <laughs> very unlikely i love my table and i will not be replacing my table okay then we're gonna have to go find a bigger table i like unless i end up with a house that has both a kitchen and a large dining room, like a dining area and a large, like formal dining room. I will not be getting a new table because I'm not getting rid of my table. But then we are going to have to rent one. Somewhere. I will, however, be getting different chairs because mine have scratches all over them from JD. Yeah. So I'll be getting wooden chairs with replaceable pillows. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. but um so the Back games the are going photos. on yes <laughs> um one of isabel's bridesmaids is a cousin who is like a personal trainer or something i don't know she's very very competitive about this whole thing and lena and isabel are kind of just like chatting in the background not doing whatever they're supposed to be doing which um, like begs the question why is this other bridesmaid the one that was in charge of planning this like i know lena's an ocean away but she is the maid of honor and if this isn't what Isabel actually wants to do as the bride, why is this what they're doing? Yeah. I think her... Was my question. I think the groom was excited about it. So I think it was more of a compromise situation. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to be a bridezilla. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You're like, I know. I'm I already know. prepared. Yep. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> say no more. Yeah, I've been writing down things that you've been mentioning for like three years now, so <laughs> I'm prepared for the bridezilla's. Don't worry. It's a really good thing that my boyfriend is so laid back and like he really just will be like, yeah, okay. See, I told you we need laid back men. This is true. Okay. So, anyways, um, so it's also at this point that it is revealed that Lena's ex Danielle is not a coworker or was not a coworker, but he was her professor at university, and the relationship didn't happen while she was in his class, but like their flirtationship started then. And then I had issues with this. Yeah, I was really not a fan of this. And then they started I... publicly dating afterwards, but then of course everything blew up in her face and. Like, they weren't publicly, publicly dating. Like, they weren't shouting it from the rooftops no, that they were but together. Like, but they were, like, out. Going out to yeah. places. They weren't actively hiding or actively shouting. And then it started the rumors, like, oh, she's only passing her classes because she's sleeping with a professor. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of that stuff. And so she decided to study abroad to get her master's degree. Mm-hmm. Somehow she, like, finagled, finagled her way into doing that. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know, like, maybe the professor thing is just, because remember the other book that we read where it was a professor-student relationship and we just couldn't get into it? Yes. Is it because we just didn't have any hot professors in college? Yes, and I feel robbed by that fact. Yeah. They're all old. Yeah, they're all old. They're all fuddy-duddies, like... There's no man candy to look at? No, there really wasn't. I had one accounting professor who had a cute butt and that was it. Yeah. All I remember is, like, the one sociology teacher that I had that I thought he was cute with a mask on, and then he took his mask off when we were, like, basically all remote learning, and he was just teaching to an empty classroom Mm -hmm. and a video camera, and he took his mask off because no one else was in the room, and it was ruined. (laughs) It was ruined. Like, only his eyes were attractive. Oh, no. That's unfortunate. Only his eyes were attractive. The rest of his face was, like... I have a disproportionate nose and, like, a really tiny, thin mouth mm. and, like, his cheekbones and his jaw was all, like, not attractive. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. That was nice while it lasted. <laughs> that was kind of okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So, it comes out that they were dating and the fallout was horrible. Rumors are spread. Lena, like, basically stops going to class. Um. This is when she leaves Spain and heads to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So then after these games, the bridal party, meaning, like, Lena, Aaron, the, I think the bride, the groom, and Daniel all go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the bridal party is supposed to show up, but for some reason, they're not there yet. Um, and Lena and Aaron share their origin story, and Lena's like, yeah, we were coworkers, that's it. And then Aaron goes on to this, like, very in-depth like he messed up when they first met and Mm -hmm. then like he eventually made her realize that she needed him and they've been together ever since Mm -hmm. and you're just like hmm is he predicting the future Mm -hmm. like (laughs) do you know what's happening like we get our first glimpse of Aaron like truly telling us like hey I have I'm in love with you yes so that was really cute. Yes, it was. So after this, Lena proceeds to get drunk. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. 
Um, on the yeah. way home, she peppers him with questions about his past. He admits that his mother's death made him quit football. And once they reach the apartment, Aaron asks Lena to trust him, and Lena is wary. He tells her that he'll pretend that this is just a game for a little longer if she needs him to, but, like, hello, your hearts are involved. It's not a game. And then he... I think they make out. No, they don't make out because, remember, he, like, he teases her, but he's like, I'll only kiss you and you can admit this is real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then the next morning, mm. the happy couple is ambushed by Lena's family, Charo is, like, making breakfast, and then, like, her daughter walks in, and this is when I realized Charo was actually, like, 50, mm-hmm. and then, like, her abuela shows up, and then, like, her mom and dad show up, and, like, they're all just there, and they demand to know Aaron's intentions, and he's, like, you know, marriage and children, and, <laughs> and Lena's, like, what? what? He wants children? What? Well, I it's, thought... it's like she thinks he doesn't exist outside their work I know. relationship. I know, I know. And I was um, like, girl, yeah. he has dreams besides being a professional robot, apparently. Yes, yes. So later in the day, Lena and her family have dinner together. Danielle apologizes to her for how he left her to the sharks after they broke up. Uh, Lena's furious that he's only now apologizing because her de- he deems her worthy of it now. For, for context here... I was in the Kroger parking lot when this happened. Um, I was going in to get something and I like stopped because I was like, I'm going to listen to this fully before I walk in there. Um, And this man literally like apologizes. And then she's like, you know what? You don't get to tell me that. And then he's like, Lena, come now. We're both adults now. Like, like he adds the the qualitator that now they're both adults. And then she's like, as opposed to what was I a child when we were together? And then he's like, "We're gonna be, you're gonna be my family soon. We're gonna be, you're gonna be oh. my little sister soon." Oh. And then I'm like, "Vomit, vomit, vomit everywhere." <laughs> and all I can think was like, "You had your dick inside of her, and now you have the audacity to say she's like a little sister to you." Yeah, how disgusting is that? Like so... vomit. Like, I literally dry heaved in a Kroger parking lot because Ugh. of this scene. Yep. This is why we hate him. I mean, many reasons, but... but this one. specifically yes. is the main reason. Yes. Specifically. Yes. So, her abuela rescues her from this conversation and says that Aaron looks like a lost puppy without her at the table. Which is just so freaking adorable. <sighs> like, I need a man to look like a lost puppy when I'm not with him. I know. <laughs> I say as my boyfriend walks out of his room and gives me puppy eyes. Yeah. So after dinner, Lena reveals how her relationship with Danielle played out to Aaron. They had a flirtation ship while she was in class, but they started dating as soon as she finished her class. It was fine for a while, but then the rumors and whispers started. Nasty. I thought he just farted. I didn't realize that was the door. <laughs> So, nasty rumors were spread about Lena and awful things posted online. Daniel broke it off and things get complicated and Aaron holds her while she tells him this and is properly outraged. So, the wedding day arrives, everything goes well, and then Aaron takes care of Lena by rubbing her feet and revealing that the donut he snuck out of the reception. (sighs) He gives it to her. Yep. Um, So, actually, during the reception is when they first kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, They're, like, giving each other looks, and they're, like, dancing, and then he kind of, like, drags her out into the garden, and he's, like, leaning into her, and she, he's, like, 
she's like kiss me and he's like what's the magic word and she's like it's real and then he kisses her <laughs> and it's the freaking cutest thing in the world yes we love it we yep love it. yep so they leave the reception and they finally do the deed everything is great um and they get back from the wedding they go back to new york and they are kind of in this bubble of bliss at aaron's apartment they haven't Mm -hmm. left each other's side um they do go out for fish tacos at some point and are seen by someone on gerald's team and and this is important yep so monday comes and lena is catching rosie up and then gerald um approaches lena in the co-working lunchroom space and insinuates that her success can only be attributed to sleeping with aaron so of course lena panics and aaron shows up and they leave the co-working space lena spirals and aaron disappears for several days lena also breaks up with him at this moment and she doesn't attempt to contact him at all Mm -hmm. so then several days later lena ends up summoned to the hr office and the hr person asks her if she wants to file a complaint against gerald and that many of lena's co-workers wanted to file the complaint themselves but lena's the only one that's really allowed to do this so she mentions that she hasn't been able to get a hold of aaron and reveals that his dad has cancer and is dying um so like he hasn't abandoned lena like she thought like like danielle did yeah like he wasn't completely upset with her like he wasn't taking their breakup as like a thing Mm -hmm. he just didn't have time to like hunt her down Mm -hmm. when she broke up with him and was like you know what yeah we're just gonna like leave this alone and i'm gonna go deal with my grief and then i'll come back and like put our relationship back together so lena leaves and flies to portland she has she tried once to call aaron but he didn't pick up mm-hmm. um so she just googles all of the hospitals that have oncology wards mm-hmm. and then takes a taxi to every single one of those mm-hmm. looking for him yes which is very very sweet that's a beautiful grand gesture <laughs> it is so she finds them they reunite Aaron has his moment with his dad. All is well. Everything's fine. And then we get a beautiful epilogue it's of beautiful. one year later. Okay. What, what did you rate the epilogue? Because, like, I felt like this was your perfect epilogue. Everything is practical. All the, de- all the issues are, like, ironed out. Because Jess has a thing for epilogues. Like, like, if it's a standalone book, I need an epilogue. Like... But sometimes you're very unhappy with the epilogues that you get. Yes. You have very strong opinions about them. Yes, because if it's a standalone book, and when I read it, the couples are supposed to be wrapped up, I want everything to be wrapped up. Like, I don't, like, even if it's technically a series of standalone couples in the same world where the rest of the books are basically an extended epilogue for them, Mm -hmm. like... What if I don't want to read any of the other ones? Like, I should be able to finish this book if it's marketed as a standalone. I should be able to finish it and be happy with the character's story. So this one was just really happy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron and Lena are at another team meeting. Rosie has been promoted to Gerald's old position. Thank goodness. We need more Tick women. Tick one. Gerald was fired. Hallelujah. And Rosie got his position. Hallelujah. That was one loose end. Yes. 
Uh, Aaron and Lena are taking a half day after this meeting because the entire Martine clan is coming to New York for a week to stay in a rental on Montauk. So Aaron's dad is also coming with his caregiver because they've kind of mended their relationship a little bit. Um, And they are having kind of a tentative truce right now and everyone is happy and in love. Aren't they also engaged? I don't remember that. Maybe my brain made that part up. Um, But yeah, it was... It was beautiful. (laughs) It was very beautiful. I really, really liked this epilogue. Mm -hmm. Not that they have to be engaged for it to be like a good epilogue, but, you know. Sprinkles. It's a sprinkle. Sprinkle on top. But Um, obviously we love this book. Loved it so much. This whole episode has just been a love letter to the Spanish love deception. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I love the name of this book. Mm -hmm, Me too. Mm -hmm. I really like when the titles of books make sense. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I think this was a really good creative one. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I think we did a really good job sharing our thoughts. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap it up from us today. Um, make sure you guys are following us on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you like to get your podcast from. And if you want to leave us a review, that also really helps us out. And make sure you check out our social media as well to keep up with what we're reading for the podcast outside of the podcast. We'd love to chat with you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>